2: back to old school with DP and Jay on 937 the ticket and the ticket fm.com
3: what is up old school live on a wednesday we are live at the Mercado Bio certified P 84th and Havelock. Eric Strickland in the house. Nate Brennan back at the studio. I am Jake Swords and filled in for J and DP. I am told though we got Jay Foreman on the line, so we'll, we'll get to him to start things off here to begin things. That we are, guys. We are ten days away from kickoff, Dublin, Ireland. Strick and I will both be in attendance. Looking forward to that, right, Strick?
1: I'm so looking forward to that. And listen, I know you're gonna be. I know you've kind of you got a group that you're gonna be where with. So you know, yeah. you are. You know, a family man, and you guys are going uh, yeah, to nice... Yeah, but
3: I'll, I'll try to find you out there, though, Stray. But,
1: listen, one of them fat, frothy. <laughs> yeah, we need to have one of them.
3: Yeah, we do. Okay, we got Jay Foreman, the Husker Hall of Famer, on the line. He's the typical co-host of Old School. He's out today. He'll be back later this week. Jay, good afternoon. Hey, man, 10 days away from kickoff. I, I am curious for you. Take us back to your playing days. What is the mood and camp like as you reach single digits away from the first game, which is tomorrow, what's it like compared to, let's say, even last week?
2: Uh, well, it just, it's becoming more real and, um, you know, the intensity, you know, it should be at an all-time high. Um, you should hate practice because not that you don't want to go to practice and, you know, and get better. You should be hating practice because you're tired of seeing the same guys going against the same guys. Um, Ideally, you'd like to think that they have the game plan or, you know, you know, you know, known in and, you know, all the ins and outs of it or if they're adding new stuff to it, uh, you know, keep them fresh. Um, so, look, when you're when you're, you know, eight, nine, ten days away, especially when you're going to be going over there early um, and not a typical home game, you know, it's even shorter because, you know, that uh, you're getting on a plane, I'm assuming, you know, by Monday. So you know when you when, you know you you only got two or three days left to practice, especially if they're going three days on, one day off, and all that stuff. So it's a you know it's a unique situation, and um, you know they're you know it sounds like they're embracing it, and they're you know they're going over there with one goal in mind, that's to come out you know back with a victory. Um, and it, it won't be an easy task, but it's something that you know ideally Nebraska should uh, be getting on that plane and feel feel very confident that they're gonna you know win the game and win it. Win it handedly too, and it's a game that's uh, you know it's a must win. But that doesn't mean you go and play tight or scared. You go out there and understand that you put the the work in. So you got to keep doing it. You can't look forward to the, the to the you know the plane ride. You still got two or three days of hard practice. Um, you like to do all your heavy lifting in in a sense of preparation. Um, anything you want to do, you know, with your body, you want to get on that plane with a clear mind and a fresh body. So uh, you know, hopefully that's what they plan on doing and go over there and make the trip well worth
3: it. I was going to bring this up tomorrow on early break, and I will too, but I'm going to ask you, Jay. um, So this is going to be the third straight year that Nebraska has began their season against a conference opponent. So 2020, of course, in the COVID year, Ohio State on the road. Last year, Illinois on the road. This year, Northwestern in Dublin, which is still a road game. If you were to to design the schedule perfectly, you know, Nebraska typically in the past has – had a so-called cupcake game not always like a gimme but typically against a lesser foe what what to you is the ultimate game one for a, a team is it a non is it a non-conference is it a non-conference easy opponent is it a big time non conference game like Ohio State Notre Dame kicks off in week one or is it potentially like we see the last three years a conference game what's the ideal situation for a team in week one
2: uh-huh. Well, this depends on the team. Uh, if you're a team like Ohio State or Alabama, you know they, you know, every game to them is a big game because they're going to get the best shot from everybody, and, and that's including, you know, in Ohio State's case, Notre Dame. Um, so you know, this is just a, you know, another day in the park for them. But for a team like Nebraska that, you know, wants to get the winning feeling, get used to what it, you know, feels like to have a winning locker room, and you know, obviously going out there and earning it, um, you know, you probably want to start. With a little bit of a you know lesser opponent, but if you have to start a conference game, um, yeah, technically it's on the road. You got two teams playing a road game. Nebraska's gonna have the fan advantage, so that you know works finally in Nebraska's favor. And you're playing against a team that you know really well, and then let alone you know you beat them pretty you know soundly last year, um, so it's right in front of you versus you know, going on the road last year with you know at Illinois, they had, you know, the whole new coaching staff. You didn't know what they're gonna do on defense, kinda of didn't know what they were gonna do on offense, and being, you know, on the road, um, didn't set up well for Nebraska. So this is a year that it's a very gettable um schedule. It's a very uh you know, I wouldn't say easy schedule, but it's a very winnable schedule in the sense of you know, ending the season, you know, more than six wins, um, and so it's something they should look forward to. It, it, it could be a springboard schedule where you could have I always reference Minnesota. You know, where they could have started 0 and three, they started three and zero, went on that you know run, and then end up being a you know, as of right now, a program changing season. So, if Nebraska goes out there and takes it, you know, wins every day at practice, and then you know, obviously wins games, you know, this would be a season that. uh Hopefully we'll be, uh, you know, a big part of the turnaround.
1: Jay, in, 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 um, in preparation for a game like this, right, does it matter where you stay? Because right now, the, you know, uh, the Huskers are looking to stay kind of on the outskirts of, of Dublin, not necessarily in the city. Uh, is that something that would matter, you know, to you? Or, or have, have you experienced that in the past, whether it be in the pros or for a playoff game or something of that? nature? What does that tell um, when that, when, 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 those type of situations are occurring, as far as where you're staying, and, and it's not, it's atypical as opposed to a typical.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, as a player, you know, you know, I, I was pretty focused, so it didn't really matter if we, you know, we played, a, you know, big game And you know, I play for the Giants, so you, you know, there's, you know, the, you know, the city that doesn't sleep, it doesn't start getting going till about twelve, one o'clock at night. So, um, you know, the distractions are always gonna, always gonna be there. Um, So I don't think it really tells you anything. But what it does tell me is is that being out a little bit farther, um, like, you know, I call it batting down the hatches, you know, and, 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 you know, really getting guys to get over there, have a little fun. I'm sure they got a couple, you know, excursions for them, but let's get them, you know, away from the hustle and bustle, away from, you know, where all the fans can kind of distract them and kind of, you know, get them off their game a little bit. Um, and get them to focus on the game and um, you know it's, it's a you know strategic move I'm assuming um, and I think that'll help everything that they're doing is setting this team up for success something that I'm sure that they've thought long and hard about. Um, and when you have a young team um, with young leadership, you know yeah you have guys that have played before, but they don't have guys that have been in the lead dog role. Um, you know the coaches you know and the staff I think are equipped and are showing that they're willing to get in there and kind of not hold their hand, but point them in the right direction to show them what it means uh, so they can go out there on, you know, Saturday and uh, put out their best performance.
3: Yeah. I'm curious, Jay too. I mean, this is something where it's, it's an atypical start to the season, not just a road game, but a road game in a neutral site in Ireland. So how do you, if you're trying to enjoy this moment as a player, uh, but, but also know it's a business trip, how do you go about, you know, enjoying being in Ireland versus knowing the mission is we got to win this game. Like, can you mix those at all, or what, what's what's the mentality uh, this week different than maybe a, a typical home or road game?
2: Yeah, I mean it's a little different just because you know obviously the location is, is different, you know, and and very uh, you know odd. But if you embrace it, then it's not that big a deal. Um, it's odd for Northwestern as well. But like I said, you know, previously I think that having the the fan advantage, and I'm sure Nebraska fans are going to get over there and recruit a ton of, you know, uh, you know natives to be, you know, Cornhusker fans, uh, it actually turns into, a, you know, a road home game. And we've seen how that happens, you know, even playing Northwestern a few years ago, how we kind of just overtook their stadium. So I think it, it, this can work in Nebraska's advantage, um, even though it is an odd location, an odd game. Um, but, it's again, this season is set up for Nebraska to be successful. You're playing against an opponent, and then you're going to, you know, on the road, technically. Both teams are, you know, overseas, but all your fans travel well, have have shown that they're traveling well, you know, or better than Northwestern fans and alumni. And so they're going to, you know, be as close as they can to a home game uh, or have the advantage from a crowd standpoint than, you know, than anybody could wish. So, you know, going over there and uh, playing well, you know, something that it should be, it's, not guaranteed, but it should be pretty close to a guarantee because uh, everything's set up for Nebraska to be successful. So it's, uh, you know, this is all how you, uh, you know, approach it. If You know, if you sit there, it's like being out, you know, in a, in a cold game, right? Both teams are cold. You know when you pull up to the stadium, you know it's going to be cold. So at the end of the day, you know, if us three are linebackers and we're coming out of the locker room and all we're talking about is cold or it's hot or this, this, and this, we're, we're losing focus on the game. So as long as they can embrace it, know it, you know, hey, look, we're over here. Um, but, you know, ain't nothing changed and, and then once, the you know, the, the game's kicked off, they got to, you know, go out there and perform
1: did you, at any time in your career, uh, have the opportunity to play in another country?
2: No, I did not. Um, but you know, I mean, it's a it's a great opportunity for for these kids. It's a, it's something that they'll be able to look back on and say they participated in. I remember when Nebraska, I think they went over and played another game like a few years before I I came on campus. And, uh, don't quote me. I think it might have been like China somewhere, and it seemed like it was uh you know a pretty a pretty good game, but. No, I never got a chance to play, but you know, uh, the longest trip I ever took was from Buffalo to Seattle, um, and that was like five, five and a half, six hours. And uh, so, you know, we went out there just two days early to try to get acclimated. there. They're, they're going to be there three or four days early, and uh, you know, it, it's a, it's, it's a good opportunity for them uh, to go experience a whole another country, a, a beautiful country, from what I've heard about Ireland. Uh, but then also. Um, it'll be even better um, if they go over there and perform well and and get the victory.
3: Jay, I asked Strict about this earlier on the block. They're leaving Monday night and then getting into Dublin 10 a.m. the next morning. Is that probably the best Mm -hmm. way to do that with that much of a time change?
2: Uh, Yeah, you get in there, and then you know, one thing uh, that you do, like I've always – been told that you do on a long trip like that, you kind of just make yourself stay up and try to get you know right on that clock, you know when you usually would go to bed. And so um, I don't know if what their practice schedule is or you know or anything like that. And I'm sure they're going to try to encourage encourage guys to sleep on the plane, especially you know when the, if they're on the long leg of the trip. And uh, if they can do that and then get off and you know 10 o'clock in the morning, uh, you know obviously you know get all checked in or whatever, and maybe you know. you know have a practice get guys moving um and kind of keep them you know active that first day let them sleep hard I think that's the best thing um for them and like I said again you know you got to give uh you know the the staff administrators or the decision makers um kudos in everything that they've done pre-game uh for you know setting this team up to be you know in an advantageous uh, position to be successful so now it's on the players and obviously, you know, everything that goes in between to go out there and perform
3: well. Jay, if you were a you know, playing on this team right now, I would even if you're playing back in your day, and you had to play a game overseas and come back. I mean, would you would you want to be playing that next Saturday? Because, again, Nebraska plays North Dakota the next Saturday. Usually these teams go over there in week zero are off week one. They're, they're back week two. Um, you know, there's no excuses for anything right now, but there's certainly a reason they could see a sluggish team the following Saturday, how much of a concern is that for you? Uh, in the actual week one against North Dakota, the first home game.
0: Oh, uh, I
2: mean, I'm not. I'm only concerned as much as uh, you know the players need to be concerned. And, and, and uh, from my perspective, you know, I'm. You know, we try to pride ourselves on. We'll play you anywhere, any place, anytime, regardless of the situation. So that's what they should be thinking about us. You know, yeah, we're going to come back. Or we're going to be tired, but we're still going to go out there. And show the maturity as a you know football program to go out there and put on a performance. And you know the excuses are no longer valid; they no longer should be accepted. It is what it is. And, and as much as it you know going over here and playing in Ireland was it you know we're in an advantage because of the things that I mentioned previously. Mm-hmm. We're still coming back and playing a home game, and a very winnable home game, and a team that's beatable. That you could possibly, if you go out there and handle your business, you could I wouldn't say empty the the benches, but you could get some players that need some experience a lot of times. So it's all right there in front of them. Um, that's what you train in the off season for. You only get 12 games, you know, guaranteed games. And I always ask guys if, if you know, just say if every game is three hours or so it's 36 hours, three times 12, um, you know, if I, if, if I said before the season that you would get if – I, if I could guarantee you eight-plus wins, if you could – you know, give me everything you got for 36 hours. Would you do it? I'm sure a hundred out of hundred would. So that's where you're at. You could maybe just try to, you know, simply, you know, you know, make it real simple and say, look, it's three hours. Let's, let's focus in on this three hours, and then go from there. And um, you know, if they make it real simple, I think they'll be just fine.
3: Jay I was looking at a projection about a couple weeks ago from uh Mike Farrell. He had Casey Thompson listed as his third best quarterback in the Big 10 behind CJ Stroud and Aiden O'Connell uh, at Ohio State and Purdue respectively yeah. there. I, I mean, I-, I don't know if you would looked around the Big 10, look at the other the other guys who might be in play for that, but I'm I'm curious is, yeah. is are you kind of expecting that from you know from Casey and and what does that look like for him to be potentially the third best quarterback? What kind of, what kind of year what does that look like for both him and, the, and this offense, if that's the case?
2: Yeah, I mean, if he, if he lives up to that, that billing, um, you know, there'll be more, there'll be more than uh, in a good situation to win eight-plus games. Um, I'm expecting him to go out there and play as well as he did at times last year in Texas. Uh, maybe not to the, to the tune of throwing for 500 yards in the Red River shootout or whatever it is against Oklahoma or Oklahoma and Texas. But I expect him to be consistent. Play the quarterback position really well. And I always say, you know, playing pitch and catch with your receivers um, and being a leader. And if he does that, his stats will take care of himself. And then, um, and then, you know, all the accolades will come with it. You know, being ranked number three in the preseason is great because of the, you know, two knowns before. But you know, he still has to go out there and perform. Uh, and he's got to be competitive because, um, you know, I'm sure, you know, Purdy. And Logan Smothers aren't just going to just, you know, roll over and say, oh, the season started. We're going to stop, you know, practicing good and competing to be, you know, a starter or get some rest from Casey. So um, he's got to perform well in the games. And, um, you know, if he does that, he'll be living up to that uh, ranking. There's some there's some decent quarterbacks in, in the Big Ten. You, guys, you know, besides yep. the two that you mentioned, you know, Maryland has a pretty darn good quarterback. Um, oh, old, old James Franklin probably thinks Clifford's pretty good. Uh, I know Mel Tucker thinks, you know, Thorne's a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Morgan thinks he's a really good quarterback. So, you know, that's the great thing about the Big Ten. Um, you know, the known quantity or qualities or quantities of these, you know, quarterbacks are there. And you can kind of match it up with a program. If you've got a consistent quarterback, generally you're going to have a consistent program. So uh, if he's consistent, everything else, you know, will come his way. Let's go on this,
3: Jay. Uh, I'm curious, you know, when you look at the season ahead, I mean, every, everyone kind of, we, we've, we've asked our predictions on, on terms of what is acceptable, what's not. I mean, it, is simply just getting back to a bowl game, like, okay at six and six? Are we saying seven and five is a must? Like, where are you at in terms of what is truly acceptable by Jay Foreman and what should be acceptable by Nebraska fan standards for the 2022 season?
2: Oh man, um, I don't know what number it is. I mean, that's, you know, for the powers that be. I just think that, you know, six wins, you know, should be easy. You I wouldn't say easily done because, you know, when you look at the schedule and say it's a very gettable schedule, I don't want to say it as like disrespect to the coaches and the other teams out there because I, people, I was talking to somebody the other day. You know, the one thing you got to realize is Illinois, uh, Rutgers, you know all these teams, Northwestern. You know, obviously, up here. In a, you know, in a few days, you know, they spent all off season and spring finding ways or trying to find ways to get better uh, at the things that they were deficient in last year. And they're and they and they've been trying to prepare for Nebraska uh, for quite some time because they, they you know they're viewing you know Nebraska as a signature win if they're you know by chance they're able to get it. So, uh, with that being said. Still six plus wins, you know, should be a must. Now I don't, I'm not big into oh well, you have to you know win this many games or so and so should be fired. I'm not like that um, because there's so many other things and dynamics that will go into the to to a season. Um, you know, if it is a rash of injuries or you know something like that, then that can kind of you know change your expectations. And, and it's not about you know having blind expectations in in hard line and saying. Well, you have to win this amount of games, no matter what. It's actually being able to adjust and being more re- realistic about where you're at at the season. Because, you know, no, Mike Riley had a team that was ranked number seven at one point in time during the season, won nine mm-hmm. games. But I can tell you what: um, there's plenty of teams that were six and six that would have beat the brakes off of that team. So, are you a paper champion, or you're a real champion, or are you are you just, are you a phony, or or you're a real you know real team? I'd rather be a real team and have it like an up and coming record. Say, if, even if I'm, even though I don't, it'd be hard for me to like, liking, liking six wins, but say you're seven and five or X, Y, and Z, you know, but I'm doing everything in the right way. I'm looking, you know, the team is looking different where, you know, they're being physical, less penalties, um, and maybe they're just getting beat by some better teams. Then, you know, you can deal with that because you're heading in the right direction versus, you know, a team that's kind of, you know, snowballing you, and then when it comes down to them, you know, really trying to compete, you know, they get the, you know, the breaks beat off them, and they start looking like the same old Huskers. So, um, you know, I think, it, you know, you just got to pass the eye test and, and do the things that, uh, you know, is, is part of winning football. You know, I'm sure we, you know everybody's talked about it at nauseum. Yep. Good to 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 great special teams. You know, be a good tackling team. Um, the offensive line, if they can show improvement to where they're not such a detriment as a, as a whole to so the offensive flow or the team um, and be able to establish some sort of run game and just be, you know, a tightened up, you know, buttoned up type of uh, team. And I think, it'll, it'll everything will work itself out. So um, I don't think coaches are coaching for a number. Um, I think they're coaching for a brand of football. And that's what they're searching, you know, and been trying to get back to
3: all right, Joy. Jay, will let you go. Uh, we will chat with you here soon, but thank you for the time, and we'll uh, see you a couple days from now. All right, my man. All right, good stuff. Jay Foreman, the Husker Hall of Famer, the typical co-host of Old School Again, out today. DP also out. They will be both be back next week. But, uh, again, we are, by the way, Strix here. Nate's there. I'm Jake Sorensen. We are live at the Mercado by Certified Pete Piedmontese, 84th and Havelock. I posted some pictures On Facebook and Twitter, I took a picture of these burgers. trick has got some food here, too. If you want to uh, get here by 6 o'clock, buy one, get one free on Steakhouse Blend Burger Patties. Come on by. They are delicious. You won't want to miss this. We are here until 6 p.m., but we will come back with more next on Old School here at 937. The Ticket and theticketfm.com.
2: Watch Old School live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and Jay. On 93.7 the ticket and the ticketfm.com.